Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 108, recording at 200 miles in the north. He is lovely, he is unclean, he is in his office in County Durham. It's Matt Horse. Hello everyone. And his co-host is... Dan. you got to do a big introduction, Dan, because I just, I did like a really nice, like, kind of like, I set the scene, stuff like that. You just said your name. But I'm not in County Durham. Well, you have to do your own thing. That's why that's I wanted to show the difference between us, you know. Go on. Let, try, try your version of that. Live from a bedroom in Wimbledon, which <laughs> is in London, it's Dan. I don't think you took that as seriously as I, I wanted. as seriously as you. No, no, I, I didn't. didn't. No, no, I didn't. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. I uh, hope you're doing good. It's still locked down for us. It's been, um, we are recording this uh, kind of the week after, not the week after, the week of uh, um, Boris's announcement of um, uh, the, the, the loosening of it. But it's, it's a bit weird at the moment. But Dan, how are you coping? You doing okay? I'm doing okay. I'm enjoying it. Life's good. Oh, that's very positive. Good to hear. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it's been pretty crazy, but uh, you know we got we put out this content to kind of allow people to have some normality in their lives. We're trying to give the people the content that they not, they didn't ask for it, but we're certainly giving it to them. Yeah, they don't deserve or want it, <laughs> but they've got it. That's uh, unnaturally true. Um, so today we won't do much of a long introduction, but Dan, I'm not sure if you remember this, but in episode 103, um, I, I put out a poll to the listeners. I, I wanted to ask them a question. Do you know what I asked them? No. Do you remember anything in the last uh, eight episodes? Matt, I can't remember anything from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a lie. Um, uh, but yeah, so I uh, I innocuously ask because sometimes with um, the if you listen to early episodes around about the thirties, I um, I blow a raspberry onto Dan's stomach uh, in a fit, a fit of glee, and that you you enjoy that, don't you, Dan? Well, it was funny, but also very weird. <laughs> yeah, and this is the key we ask because Dan said that it was weird, but I. Because you tried to do it several times since. I remember now that we talked about yeah, this. Yes, and I, I say it's not weird. I say it's a lovely thing to do, um, especially between two friends. And you said it was weird. And I said, okay, we'll point it out to the public. I wanted to show that it was normal. I want to, uh, so I asked the public. So I put this on our Misfits page on Facebook, and you can follow that, and also uh, our Misfits podcast on Twitter. And I put out a poll on both places, and I said, is it weird that Matt wants to blow raspberries on Dan's stomach every episode? Vote now. There's three categories. There was yes, definitely weird. No, that's just friendship. And why are you asking this? Uh, the three mighty questions. And Dan, do you know how the verdict is? Well, I imagine everyone said it was weird. So, well, I'm not going to reveal that straight away. But uh, so, um, the, the, yeah, the majority was yes, definitely weird. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, uh, it was so overwhelming. Uh, I, I, uh, there's only one person who voted no that's just friendship 
and that person was, that was me. Yeah, it was you, wasn't it? I was going to say you did your own poll. Well, did anyone put why are you asking me this? No, uh, I think they knew. So it's purely just everyone <laughs> saying yes. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. And okay, how do you feel about that? I felt quite bad because I had a look at the people who voted because on Facebook you can never look at the profiles who voted and it was all my friends and my brother. <laughs> and quite a lot of people are staunch Matt fans as well. So yeah, it was, uh, it was not good. It was, it was a blowing, blowing defeat on my end. But, but you know, like this is, uh, I'm, not, I'm not in it for popular politics. I'm, I'm here to kind of shake up the system. I'm here to blow raspberries on the places where um, it's uncomfortable to blow. Not like that. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll do it less in the future, unfortunately. Sorry about that, Dan. I'm sorry. That was okay. We can't do it because of social distancing anyway. Can we do, can I blow a raspberry onto my microphone and you pretend that it's on your stomach? <laughs> I mean, you're going, you're going I, I took it in breath then because I know you're going to do it anyway. I won't because I just I'm not sure you can tell, but I've got a new microphone, so I'm not gonna get my spit all over my new microphone. <laughs> just for no reason, Dan. I'm obviously gonna get some kind of vindication out of it. <laughs> Can't do it and I'll make the noise that I did the first time you ever did it. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Oh, man. I think I broke my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm Matt. recording this in front of a massive bay window, and a lot of people just watch me go <laughs> like that. So, well, sorry, I interrupted. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I was going to say we should probably do the episode because yeah. I feel uncomfortable about how <laughs> much you're talking about raspberries on my on me. Okay, but yeah, do follow us on the uh, there and uh, <laughs> <laughs> riveting stuff is posted on that page. If they, can I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, not many people voted, uh, but it was uh, but enough enough to make it overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's go to the jingle. Notes, myths, notes, myths. Notes, myths, notes, myths. Okay, Daniel. So in the last couple of episodes, we had done the saga, but we're free from that now. We're going to do a one-off myth. Woo! Back to the old ways. Yeah, the whoop, old whoop. stuff. I like um, these kind of, I like these, uh, you know, run-on-the-mill, standalone myths. I like them, Matt. It happens quite a lot in Norse mythology. And uh, yeah, and... It means I don't have to remember what happened before. I mean, you kind of do, because... All the gods are important, but you choose not to. You just what, what's interesting about you, Dan? You love knowledge, but also it eva- it evacuates from you very quickly. You like you process it and it goes. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could probably write this down as an equation. My uh-huh. my knowledge and enthusiasm, my my memory recall and enthusiasm for something is inversely proportional to how much you a like it or b need me to want. Need me to know it. Do you mean me specifically? You specifically. <laughs> oh, Dan's, well, that is. Yeah, Dan's memory Dan's recall theorem. and knowledge is, yeah, is inversely proportional to how much Matt needs him to recall that thing. Oh, wow. So, so that for makes... example, if you are really, really, really enthusiastic about something that maybe even I'm enthusiastic about, I therefore have to, as a yin and yang, Matt, I have to be. 
I have to be not enthusiastic about that. To play devil's advocate makes the podcast more interesting and no, also winds you up more. And the yes. more wound up you get, the more the more enthused you are about how annoyed you are, and therefore the more inversely proportional, and therefore the more I get less enthused. An example would be memory recall. You really need me to remember what happened in last week's episode, or else it's just super annoying for you. Yeah. And I know that, so I try everything <laughs> to make sure that I don't recall it correctly. But oh, the thing is, no one's ever got me like that before. That is the most stunningly accurate portrayal of what I want out of life. But also, what what I like most out of that is that yeah, I, I think that. But I also think that maybe maybe you you forget these things because you think that maybe I'm uncool, but you maybe maybe not. Maybe you think it's very cool, but you just like add dynamic to it. No, I do think it's cool. I mean, when I talk to my friends about the podcast, and they're like, "Oh, what did you just do the podcast on?" I'll recall episodes we did. I'll like in quizzes before Greek mythology has been a subject. I've like come out, smashed it. I do remember it. It's just for the purpose of the podcast, man. I have to maintain my persona as a bumbling idiot who doesn't care about the podcast. Okay, so... Yin and were... Yang, Matt. Yin and Yang. Okay, let's, let's put this Yin and Yang into operation. So, uh, Dan, um, I, I have no interest and don't care whatsoever about the league table. Me too. Let's fuck it off. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to talk about Thor's journey to Geriod's courts. Uh, um, I have no idea about this. Um, have you heard about it before? Uh, Garriott's Courts? Yeah. No, how could I? We were only just doing it. Yeah, but you might have heard of Garriott before. Like Otter's Ransom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what? Hey, uh, have you got any... Um, Dan, you still owe me some Otter's Ransom, by the way. Just let you know. I do owe you quite a bit of gold, actually. Yeah. But what's the... Um, what, there was another term for it as well. I, I, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, um, let's, let's get cracking on. You may remember that Thor had issues with Hrungnir, but did Thor have any other dealings with the trolls? Do you remember Hrungnir? Do you remember Hrungnir, Dan? Uh, Hr- uh, Hrungnir. Yeah, he was. Um, he was the guy. You know what? Genuinely, I can't remember him, but I'm I pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know I th- who he is. I think it's the. I don't know. Uh, I, I was going to guess, but I thought, what, why am I guessing? I have no idea. But uh, if you well, do it says know... he's a troll. Yes. Do you remember when Thor had issues with Hungrier? Did Thor no. have any other dealings with trolls? Maybe yes. we haven't done Hungrier, actually. Maybe it's someone we haven't done. Well, well, we'll definitely look into that. But Either way, I think he's a troll. Okay, good to know. Many seasons ago, Loki was very bored and wanted to have a bit of fun. So he sneaked into Frigg's house in Asgard and put on her falcon shape. Because Loki was curious, he used it to fly into Geriod's courts. There, Loki saw a great hall, so he landed there and looked in through a window. Geriod, who was inside, saw the falcon and commanded his guards to seize the bird. Um, one of the guards tried to capture him, but he had a trouble climbing up the wall to where Loki was sitting, because it was so high up. Okay, this is already quite a dumb start to a... <laughs> to, to, to a myth. Firstly, who's Garriott? I sh- should we have a quick Google? We never done. Have this a quick before. Google. Go on, have a quick Google. Who's Garriott? It's just gone straight. It's done the classic North mythology thing. No expedition exposition. It's just gone straight in, and we're just meant to know who this guy is. They do that a lot in North mythology. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So let's have a look. Uh, Agnar and Garriott, the young sons of King Harungnir 
Oh, Haring near Sun. Um, ah. probably, so it's we should we should probably done that myth beforehand. Anyway, we'll leave that for another time. But yeah, he's he's um he's the son of Harangnir, uh, and I believe it doesn't the guy that Thor had issues with that we can't remember. Yes, I'm with you. Perfect. <laughs> he's a king of some form, and also his men famously can't climb walls. That's, they can't climb walls. I that's remember all that. you need. All the context you need. But I imagine like how stupid that is. You just seize a bird and goes, "Well, can't be having that, mate. Uh, Got to go have some uh, laws in this land." Boys, yeah, why can't they, what's his like why can't he see but like why doesn't he like birds? Is it because they poop all over his the outside of his his court? <laughs> well that's a very Norse thing to do, just Loki taking his shit on his crown. Yeah. It just seems weird that they'll be like, anyway, boys, nothing to do today. Oh, a falcon just flew past. Well, if you guys want to climb up and get it, that'll be great. <laughs> and also, this isn't the first time that Loki shapeshifts. He does this quite a lot. Genuinely. Because he's I... bored, apparently. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you ever wish you could change into a shape, Dan? I think that'd be pretty cool, right? To be able to shapeshift. Yeah, I think so. But Loki does use it to for nefarious means. He always gets up to trouble with it, and or, or gets uh, pregnant by it either. Remember when he uh, uh, gave birth to horse children? I do. That was good times. Yeah, it was a good time. Loki loved to see all the effort trying to catch him, and he was laughing more and more, looking down at the guards struggling while he was climbing higher and higher up the wall. I don't know how a bird climbs higher and higher. Just, just fly. I think Loki... he's the guard, watching the guards struggle as the guard climbs higher and higher. Uh, oh, so why am I such an idiot, Darren? <laughs> Um, um, Loki sat there and waited until the very last moment before he decided to fly away when the guard finally was at the same level he rushed at Loki but Loki was waiting for this so he just spread his wings and began to fly away but to Loki's terror his feet were stuck damn what Uh So he's trying to be like funny, but actually he's got himself caught, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." What do you reckon? How do you reckon his feet were stuck? Like, do you reckon it was like bird paste or something? Yeah, like sticky glue, or maybe his talons got caught on something like with roof tile, and he can't fly away. You know, those like when, obviously I grew up in the countryside, and uh, I, when I first went to Canterbury, I realized in cities they have those like spikes on top of buildings to keep like pigeons off them. Isn't that sad? That is sad. Did you not know that was a thing? No, I'm, like, but when I first saw that, I thought it was like, because uh, we, we, we met each other in Canterbury, and I, in Canterbury is like a cathedral town, and I thought genuinely it was like part of the, the Gothic like, architecture. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Nifty. <laughs> He's barbaric bird spikes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't know it for birds either. I just thought I had a lot of bird poo on it. You just thought it was just general, uh, like, just a design. Yeah, armor. You know, yeah. like, you got to protect McDonald's, don't you? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. The guard grabbed Loki with one hand and brought him down to the giant Geriod. Oh, Geriod the giant. We're learning some more. Geriod looked into the eyes of the falcon and he suspected it was a person. So he demanded that he revealed who he was. But Loki remained silent. I mean, he just looked like a fucking idiot. He's just standing in the room screaming at a falcon. Reveal yourself! Reveal yourself, human! And the bird's like... Because I imagine that that's not the first time he's done that as well. It's like the eighth bird he's caught that day. It's like he just got a chicken and goes, <laughs> I think you're a human. Tell me who you are. And they're like, please, Gary, I, I, this is the fifth time today. I don't think every chicken is a human. 
Have you put down any of those pigeon spikes? Yeah, it's going to protect the building. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I like Gary because he's a right mad bastard already. I love him. Uh, but yeah, but how how can you tell it's a god though? Like, yeah, you know I mean, in, just from their eyes. Maybe the way it was mischievous, or the may, maybe the way it was flying. I mean, it's a magical land, right? They know the magic exists, so I guess maybe you just get wise to it. Yeah, fair enough. Like maybe they have like spec savers, but for gods, if you know what I mean. Maybe Loki has tattoos, and he noticed that too on his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Annoyed at the Falcon, Garriard opened up a chest and threw Loki into it and locked it. Aww. After having been locked up in the chest for three months. <laughs> Garriott finally opened it again. Oh, how, nice how, how did he survive? I don't months? know. He lifted the falcon out again and asked again, who <laughs> are you? Loki, <laughs> who was now starving, told him who he was. God, can you imagine <laughs> if he still was just a bird? He's like, guys, I have to admit, I think I just starved this falcon for no reason. My bad. But the, but the one yesterday definitely was a human. Yeah, and he has like eight different chests with all different birds in it as well. Yeah, at different stages. And what happened after that three months period? Go, you know what? I think I might try and open it. I might just open it up today, you know? Like, what? We would say, oh shit, I put the bird in there. Shit, shit, shit. (laughs) The giant released Loki, but only if he swore that he would find a way to bring Thor to his home without any of his weapons. Loki promised that he would. Loki went back to Asgard and he managed to convince Thor to travel with him to Geriod's courts without any weapons. Because it was such a long way, Thor and Loki stayed for the night at the giantess named Grid. She is the mother of Vidir, the silent. Okay. Again, classic Norse. A lot to go into there. Hey, I've got a good joke about Vidir, the silent. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Vidir. Vidir who? Well done, Dan. That's a joke. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't get it. Um, I, He's uh, silent. Oh yeah, good one. Um, um, but yeah, uh, also like Thor doesn't. We we talked about uh, Thor uh, without his hammer before because he went into that place and like bashed all this giant in with his fist before. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, he's still and pretty strong. Yeah, uh, but he never leaves anywhere without Mjolnir. That's a, like a, a rule. But in here, Loki's like, you fancy going to this place? Nah, I probably shouldn't go without my hammer. He goes, oh, go on. It's all right then. It's so there's little persuasion here, isn't there? It's little like theatrics. It's just like he came, he went. There you go. It's bullet points, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Unless he's got Molnir with him and he's going to get rid of it nearer the time, like the last possible second. Um, well, maybe yeah. Um, it doesn't mention, but perhaps yeah. When Loki fell asleep, Grid told Thor about Geriod and how cunning and dangerous he was. Grid oh. lent Thor a belt of strength, a pair of iron gloves, and her staff called Gridarval, which means Grid staff. <laughs> this is the <laughs> dumbest myth we've ever done. That's a genuine <laughs> translation. That's hilarious. <laughs> also, right, uh, uh, Grid's like, whoa, you gotta be careful of Garriott. He's really cunning and dangerous. Who the person who locked up a bird in a chest? He's not cunning and dangerous, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thor and Loki continued their journey at the break of light. They came to the river called Vimur, which means a great waterway. Here, Thor buckled on the belt of strength and supported himself against the current by placing Grid's staff on the downstream side. Loki held on to Thor's belt while he was walking across the river when he they came 
into the middle of the river. The water had risen so high that it reached his shoulders. Then Thor spoke this verse. Are we doing that? Uh, I'll, I'll do it. <clears throat> Rise not, Vimur, as I want to wage you, crossing to the giant's courts. Beware, if you grow divine, might will grow in me as high as heaven. I don't know why no, I did that in nothing. <laughs> Thor looked up and saw the giantess Gilope. <laughs> Can you spell that for me? Yeah, it's spelled G-J-A-L-P. <laughs> like, like when you take a swig of water. That sounds like someone's got an ice cream uh, scoop in the Scrabble bag and just thrown it down. Gilope? You know what I mean? Like, is Thor just... looked my, my analogy was better. Thor looked, up and <laughs> Thor looked up and saw the giantess with one leg at each side of the river. She was the daughter of Geriod. It was her that was causing the river to rise. Jesus, is she pissing in it? Thor picked up a jar of rock from the river and threw it at her and hit her in the head. Oh my God, right. Hold on. This, this myth is moving like 100 miles a minute and it's, it's going... And it's so archetypal. Like, so there's a giant S in the river. She's washing or whatever, causing it to rise. And Thor's like, could I talk to her? No, I'm just going to throw a rock at her head. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's so much unnecessary violence here. And we know we're just randomly throwing rocks if people get to you. Spoiler alert, Otter's Ransom. Thor then stepped towards the shore, where he was able to grab hold of some rowan branches uh, and was able to climb up from the river. This event is the origin of the expression that rowan trees are for salvation. Oh, uh, yes, that famous expression. Hey, uh, Dan, have you uh, got any uh, uh, rowan trees recently? Yeah, no. Uh, you know what they say about Thor's salvation? Thor and Loki continued their journey downwards. Thor and Loki continued their journey towards Geriod's courts and later arrived that evening. The guards directed them to a goat shed where they could stay for the night. But there was nothing inside, just one chair that stood in the middle of the room. Thor sat down in it. Okay, Dan, I realise that we've already done this myth. No, we haven't. Uh, I think we have, because we've already... Uh, this is the one where uh, Geriod's the one... I thought I recognised him. Geriod, he's about to get the staff, and he's about to... We've already done this myth, Dan. But hang on, I don't think we have. You know, um, remember... He, we, we, he has to go out his weapons and he has to smash the thing. Um, we, it's like, it's the one before Mjolnir. It's like episode 94. You know, he gets a staff and he uses it against the roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that this one? Hang on. I just want to see if it mentions this. It just said oh, down before. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, Dan. What do we do? Let's, um, well, we'll just have to sack it off, won't we? Okay, hello, uh, Misfits. Uh, you might have realized before we did, however, we have just realized during the recording of this that we have already covered this Myths episode. Uh, it was episode 91, and it was vastly different introduction to the story we were telling. Uh, and this, this, is, this is unprecedented, isn't it, Dan? Yes, this is actually. It was so different to the one before. Basically, it's going to end with him being on a chair, and he uses the, he's getting crushed to the ceiling, and he uses the um, he uses the guy thinks he's we've got Thor because he hasn't got any weapons, but they don't realize he's got the staff, and he uses the staff, pushes himself against the ceiling, right, and kills everyone. Yeah, 
And you can listen to that episode in uh, episode 91. And it, it is a different myth, but we still feel it's valid. We didn't want to check out this episode because um, um, uh, we think that the, the thing with the Falcon is different and I think it's valid. And uh, it's, it's a different it like a different beginning. Yes. Um, however, we didn't want to throw this episode out. So what we've done, we've just found some uh, research, like a mini myth on Geriod. Uh, and, um, and we're going to just talk about that now. It's not what we planned, but I think it's a nice way to finish up this episode. Oh, man. We, we messed up, haven't we? Well, yes and no, because I really thought this was a completely different myth. I mean, it talked about like Geriod's core. I couldn't remember who Geriod was. Um, it was a whole thing about the Falcon. and Lo- I feel like we would have, like, that was definitely not in episode 91. Yeah, well, it just has the same lot that the ending is the same. We just realized basically. Yeah, and it um, gets to the same end point as ninety one. Yeah, but let's just let's let's uh, let's just move on. You know what? This is a podcast with you know we we're raw. You know, what I mean, we 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 kind of roll the punches. We're cool. Are we, Matt? Are we? Hey, this still isn't as bad as that time we started a myth halfway through. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's close, Dan. It's a close. It's a close. Mm. You know, most podcasts would actually research before they record. <laughs> but the thing is, you kind of did, like, because we yeah. read enough of it to think it was a. We read enough about it to know it was a. Di- well, think it was a different myth, and we realised it's actually really not. It's just a complete. It's like a reworking of a di- of the same myth from ninety yeah, one. It's, it's like a B side. It's a demo mix. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It's like the alternate beginning. My version was better. Yeah. All right. Um. Th- so we're going to talk about uh Garyod in his youth. Uh. Let's just Who go. Well, we're actually going to answer that question now, so that's pretty cool. So, Agnar and Garyod, the young sons of King Harungnir, they were out fishing when the wind blew their boat out to sea. In the dark, their boat was blown ashore and wrecked. A farmer and his wife found them and took them in for the winter. The following spring, the farmer gave the boys a boat in which to make their way back home. As the boys prepared to leave, the farmer spoke privately to Geriod. These are nice farmers. I like these guys. It's nice that it's just like, oh, you bought shipwrecked. Stay with us for a, a whole season. Like, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a priest sprung up and carried the boys to their home harbor. Geriod, who was forward in the boat, jumped ashore and pushed the boat back out, saying to his brother, oh, I'm trying to think of what voice Geriod should have. Uh, well, he's a giant, but maybe he's like, um, I don't know, uh, maybe slightly like uh, Spanish. I don't know. Oh, like that, the guy I did the other day. <laughs> or last few weeks ago. Uh, okay, did, did, did set me up again. I'll, I'll try it. Uh, Garyod, who was forward in the boat, jumped ashore and then pushed the boat back out, saying to his brother, Go where trolls will take you. The boat and Agnar were carried out to the sea. He just sold his brother back out. Just sold his brother, yep. Garyod went up to the hall and was greeted joyfully. His father had died, and Garyod was taken as king. Again, pretty instantaneously. Um, so I guess he kind of killed, but uh, he, he sold out his brother to become king, I guess. Yes, yeah. But where's his brother gone? I don't get why he's like where his brother's gone. He's just pushed him out to just, sea. His brother just, can just he's just in back. the sea. Yep, just in the sea. It, it'd be quite funny. He's like, well, I can just get out here as well. I'm a giant. Like, you know what I mean? I'll just yeah, I don't get it. Like, can't he? Yeah, just get out and swim. I don't know. I don't get it. Odin and his wife Thrig were sitting on the high seat of Hilaskif, looking out at all the worlds, 
Odin said, Do you see your foster son, Agnar? He's raising children with a giantess in the cave. But Geriod, my foster son, is king. Frigg said, But he is so stingy with food that he tortures his guests if he thinks that too many have come. Odin decried such a great slander and made a wager with Frigg that the story was false. Okay, a lot to read in here. Firstly, um, that they're, they're both the sons are foster children of the high gods, which is kind of weird. Uh, and there's uh, and he's been stingy with food, so they put a little wager on. Interesting. Frigg sent her handmaiden to Geriod with the message that a wizard has was a sorry, I don't know why I put such emphasis on the word wizard. Frigg sent her wizard. Frigg sent her handmaiden to Geriod with the message that a wizard was arriving in the country to bewitch him. Meanwhile, Odin travelled to Geriod's land, covered in a dark cloak, and calling himself Grimnir. Grimnir was brought before Geriod and questioned, but Grimnir refused to say anything. To force Grimnir to speak, Geriod had two roaring fires built and bound Grimnir between the fires. For nine days, he loves keeping people captive. But, For nine days, Grimnir sat roasting between the fires, so scorched that his cloak burned off of him. Okay, well, I'm glad we actually did the two myths as we did, which we intentionally planned for. Um, but we, um, yeah, but what we do see is that we see, um, firstly, Odin in, in, in disguise again. He loves him going in, uh, as an alter ego. Uh, but also, like, yeah, as you mentioned, he loves to cap. Um, um, Gary loves to kind of uh, hold people captive, and that's probably why he knows. He looks into Loki's eyes. You can tell he's a god as well. He's seen it before. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. See, here's the context. Nice, isn't it? Planned from the start. We are very, very in. Whoa, we're working your mind, guys. Whoa. Geriod's young son, who was called Agnar after the king's brother, realised that the king was acting wrongly towards his guest. Agnar went to Grimnir between the fires with a horn full of drink. Uh, You know, he's been on on the pyre for nine days and his son's like, hmm, I don't think this is all right behaviour, is it? It's taken him nine days. I'm going to call a stop to this now. (laughs) Oh, how good are you, Agnir? How, uh, yeah, how morally just? (laughs) Grimnir thanked the boy, saying, For one drink, you shall never get a better reward. Grimnir prophesied that Agnir would soon sit on the throne. Grimnir then showed his range of knowledge to the boy, describing details of the lives and lands of the gods and other supernatural beings. Anyone paying attention would have realized that only Odin would have known all these things. Grimnir finished by saying to Geriod, Now you may see Odin... Approach me if you can. Geriod sat with his sword in his lap. When he realised that his visitor was Odin, he stood to pull his guest away from the fire, but his sword slipped from his hand, hilt downward. The king lost his footing and fell forward. The sword skewered him and he was killed. Odin disappeared and Agnir became king and ruled for a long time afterwards. So that's what happened to Geriod. I thought Thor killed him. Yeah, I thought Thor did kill him. So maybe Geriod lives on many different lives. This is interesting. Yeah, I thought Thor like threw the pillar at him and killed that. And then both myths, ninety-one and the one that we thought we were doing. That's why we thought it was the same myth, right? Because it's about how he kills Geriod. Yeah. Well, by all by all accounts, this episode was an absolute shambles. An absolute shambles. Absolute write-off. 
But we didn't write off. Many this will forever live in infamy as the worst podcast. Oh my god! Well, actually, actually, I think it's not. It's got quite a lot of merit here. Bearing in mind, so basically, we, we did two myths. We've done, we've done four myths today, but actually, only two of them. Yeah. Should we go and rank it? <laughs> You know what? I, I think I do think it has merit though, because I think you know it's like um, I think we see different sides of Garriod. We get to see Garriod as a different kind of. We get to see him in different aspects as well. So we saw him in ninety one, but we also see him in different aspects and different. Just got such well. so many like different endings. Hard to know which one was real, which but one that that actually ha- took place. But that one, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we should probably get the historians on that, Dan. But um, we should um, but this happened quite a lot in Greek mythology too. We just kind of it was did, caught off true. guard, I think. Uh, but you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, it, you know, I think this is a good myth. I'm going to stand by it. It's not not the most prepared myth, but by it's not a bad myth. But All right, well, let's let's rank it on its own merits then on the what we just done. The way we're going to rank this is that we're going to take we're going to rank the bit with um, the falcon in the first part of the myth, but also do the latter half of this myth as well. So uh, we're going to talk about um, the Grimnir story, Grimnir and Agnar story, as well as the falcon stuff. Uh, everything else will kind of leave off. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay, so we rank this in four categories: life skills, morals, creativity, and WTF out of ten uh, for a total of forty. Let's talk about life skills. What practical things did we learn today, Dan? We learned how to turn into a falcon. Yes, we how did. To, how to grab a how to climb a wall. Yes. How to grab a falcon. Yes. How to t- transform into a person. Yes. How to look into somebody's eyes. Look into somebody's eyes. How to use a chest. How to <laughs> torture someone between two fires for nine days. How and to general interrogation as well, like uh, yeah. getting information out. And that actually, we learn a lot from that. He's able to do it on two counts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we learnt, um, we learnt how to stab someone ourselves. Yep. We learnt how to tell teach. We learnt how to teach. Uh, Grimnir t- tells the boy uh, for not really any reason, to be honest. Uh, we learnt how to push your a boat away so that they can't come back. Yeah, whatever happened. Agnes oh, was just stupid. He, well, he he got to he, he hung out with a giantess in a cave. Oh, yeah, I learned how to. Um, yeah, I, I guess we learned that. Um, yeah, it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we also we learned how to throw a rock at a giant ass as well. Yeah, that's true. What do you think? Six. Yeah, six from my gut, I'd say. But it's decent, yeah. though, isn't it? Though. Yeah, give it a six. Just a bit above average. All right, morals. Uh, don't throw a rock at someone who is having a bath. Not rude. Yep. Um, it's it's good to pass on knowledge. He passes on knowledge to the kid. I think that's a nice thing. Um, yeah, like uh, Garyod is killed by his own sword. Uh, you have to be careful and stuff like that. Um, yep. You shouldn't lock people in cages. You shouldn't uh, interrogate people. Uh, oh, that, the main moral of this is that you've got to take care of your guests because it turns out it could be Odin and Agnar was able to look after the guests after nine days of them being on fire, but eventually did take care of them. So I think that's a, a, I said that's the big moral there, right? Yes, exactly. That's true. 
But we often, like, Garriard throughout is quite a nasty fella. In the first one, he's not great. Uh, he had the RSCBA onto him. In the second one, is he's not a great host and an awful brother. Um, so, yeah. Did you say the RSCBA? Mm, yes. Was that incorrect? Isn't it the RSPB? Well, that, uh, yes. Oh, you got me on a technicality, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. I tried to riff on the vibe and I forgot about the bird <laughs> one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you're, Dan, you, um, you've, out, you've out-veganed me, so therefore you're now a vegan. I'm now a vegan, yeah, that's true. Oh, I can't wait to go to Nando's. Um, but also, right, you know that farmer talked to Garriard privately? Yeah, what he, did he, he say? Well, I guess he said kill your brother. But brother, why, yeah. Why would he do that? Why would a farmer, yeah, I was wondering what, why he, the farmer was the one that was like, hey, son, come over here, kill your brother. I mean, what a gambit. And the farmer got nothing out of that either. Maybe he just, he was, Garriard was his favourite when they worked there for the oh, winter. Maybe Agnar didn't do the washing up or something like that. He's like, well, kill him for us. All right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe Agnar was just really bad at work on the farm and they were like, hey, you're our favourite of the two of you. They got shipwrecked here. So we're happy for you to kill your brother. Well, I don't even know why you would feel the need to input either way. Yeah, it, it's. It, he went from a very nice and hospi- uh, hospitable person to quite a, a needlessly vengeful person. Um, but morals-wise, I um, Garyon got what was coming to him, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't think it's high. Maybe a three or a four. But I think it's one big yeah, one. Yeah, I think a four. Yeah, four. Creativity, the things that we've learned. Um, not no the things that were imaginative about it. So the Falcon, pretty imaginative. Getting locked yeah. in a chest for three months, yeah. pretty imaginative. Getting knocked out by a rock, pretty imaginative. The fact that Thor thought that that was how he should. That's a bit WTF actually, but I'll skip that about how why he thought that he should do that instead of just asking her to get out of the river. Um, oh, fire, uh, pretty creative. Odin becoming someone else, pretty creative. The farmer, also- like he leaving them for a winter, is pretty creative. Yep, I think uh, all these are good. Uh, yeah, uh, everything we mentioned about uh, pushing out, out the vote, him taking the seat, um, the fact that there's uh, the, the wager as well, the wager between the gods and the foster sons, very interesting. Uh, and also the way he dies is pretty interesting. Uh, the bit where Odin passes in knowledge, he's in between two. Yeah, I, I think it's not bad. Not high, but not bad. Maybe a six or a seven? I think a six. Yeah, six. Say, so, how much am I agreeing with you today, Dan? Yeah, I did a very good job, actually. WTF? Ten. <laughs> uh, uh, no. I mean, as an episode, it was really messed up because we... It was we very messed WTF up. Because we messed up so much. But as a standalone, like the two things we talked about, then actually, it's not crazy, WTF. It's Well, we have gods, we have monsters. Not monster monsters, we have giants. Um, but we have shapeshifters. That's it. We have shapeshifters. We have the lower people getting knocked out. We have the whole fucked up, like how he was like, oh, I know this is a human. That was quite funny. Yeah, um, red into his eyes. And it's, um, uh, how he locked him up in a chest. How he For three um, months. The fact that Agnir took nine days before he was like, okay, I don't think this is correct, that we're that's, burning this guy. That's the most messed up part, I think. Because like, that's, that's a sociopath there going, oh, I think, I think we should let him out um, now. It's like, it's, it's yeah. It was um, pretty WTF that the farmer was the one that convinced Geriot to kill his brother. And the yes. way that he killed his brother, like his brother is incapable of getting out of a boat. And yes, that as well. Also, the fact that he, kill, he dies on his own sword, like that's really random. 
You know yeah, I mean? that was random. Yeah. Um, it's not. There's a, a couple of deaths, but and a uh, hitting with a rock. I don't think it's massive. I'm tempted to say pretty average. I'm tempted to say five. five? I think this five. is the sort of thing we look for for a, like a run of the mill. Do you reckon it's not a four, maybe? Because I think it's pretty average, though, isn't it? Would you say this is not pretty like down the middle? Yeah, fine, five. So that's uh, that. Uh, that's uh, six. Twenty-one. No, I'm gonna do what's annoying you. I'm gonna get out my calculator. Six. Okay. Plus. Four plus six plus five equals. Oh, I didn't actually get this twenty-one. All right, uh, Dan. I'm mortally embarrassed by that, but that's twenty-one's not a great score. But I think, bear in mind, we we're able to pull out a myth after that. I think we're fine. I'll take anything at this point. Yeah, I'd like to apologise for uh, people that got excited about a brand new myth just to find that actually it was <laughs> it had the exact same <laughs> ending. But hey, we got an alternate beginning to episode ninety-one. Yeah, all this ninety-one point five. You know, like like the Spider-Man universe where there's lots of different Spider-Men in different universes. Like, uh, I think that we we should do that with myths where there's like different versions of us, a different versions of the stories and stuff like that. So instead of like Gary Ard, like from Amazing Spider-Man, we have uh, Gary Odd in Ultimate Spider-Man, and in that universe, Matt Hoss is really cool and sexy. Yeah, that's actually the best analogy you've ever done, and I think it's because it was about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and there's I, one thing you never get wrong, it's Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what? Any Peter Parker knowledge, uh, I, I'm all over it. All Miles Morales. Um, so, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I'm, you know what? I think this is the most sexy episode I've ever done. <laughs> oh, funny. All, all right. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can obviously follow us on all the social media. Follow us at Miss Podcast and join in for, at the Misfits pan, uh, Fan Club. Misfits Fan Club. Um, you can join in more polls and stuff like that. We like to do fun, silly stuff. Uh, if you've got any fan art, throw it on there. And also uh, send us an email at misspodcast at gmail.com. You can also give us five stars on iTunes. Uh, please do it. Absolutely helps us. Anything else to add, Dan? Yeah. Um, you can email us at misspodcast.gmail.com with how stupid you thought this episode was. Uh, yes, that'd be really good. Uh, that'd be really handy. Although, uh, to be honest, if people... I mean, if this is the first... Again, I always say this. If this is the first one you're listening to, then you've only got yourself to blame. Other people that have listened to all the other episodes will know that this is not a surprise to them that we got halfway for a myth to realize we'd already done it. It's actually vintage uh, Hoss and Rose, actually. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty vintage myths. So actually, you guys are in for a treat if you, this is a new episode. What, what's really nice is that after so long, we've been 108 episodes and we're still messing up. You know, we still got that chemistry, Dan. And we're still, you know, we're, we're, only, we're fallible. We're, we're only human, you know? We, we make mistakes. Yeah. And uh, I think, if anything, that it makes it more endearing. Um, but uh, thank you so much for listening. I've been Matt Hoss. I'm Dan Rose. And we will mess up in next week. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Miss. Miss. How are we going to rank this, by the way? So sorry. How are we going to rank this if it's one we've already done?
we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, I think 